Just a quick announcement before you get into this episode of Cybersecurity Decoded. Our latest annual report is now available to download for free. That's free of fees and free of registration. You can just download it from selabs.uk slash AR. And if you want to know about threat intelligence, details of how we test security products, and find out who won in our security awards, grab it as soon as you can from selabs.uk slash AR. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Decoded. This is a Series 2 bonus episode featuring a full-length interview with Sigurda Stefnesson. Siggy is head of the Threat Lab at security company Avast. He's been in the industry for over 25 years and has been dealing with cyber threats of one sort or another since his first role as a malware researcher. Before he joined Avast, he spent many years heading up an email security company in his native Iceland. I asked him about why it is so important to secure email accounts. We talk about ways to boost email security beyond simple passwords the benefits of using different email accounts, and how email security can work for you as an individual or a business. We also look at the most likely types of threats you're going to encounter in your inbox. Our email accounts are really important. They're kind of our our digital castle. We have to defend our email accounts because um, whenever you forget a password or anything with another service, um, often that recovery process involves having a message sent to your email account. So generally we have usernames and passwords. Is that enough to to keep ourselves safe? Uh, no, uh, username and password would not be enough. I would I would look at having some kind of, some form of uh, second factor authentication as well. It, it's too easy nowadays to break up the passwords and uh, unless you have a very long one and it's something you should look at anyway. Uh, we still have, if you go and look at look online, what are the most commonly used passwords? You can see that we still tend to make them too short, too, too easy to crack, and uh, having other means to authenticate is also important. So something like a second factor authentication, having that turned on, I would say is very critical. I think email companies are getting a bit better at forcing this now, are they? They are. It's You can see more and more companies doing this, but uh, and I think the bigger, bigger vendors are definitely putting that in, but there's still a significant amount of smaller vendors that are not yet... I don't yet have this. And given the choice, if you have a choice between using, say, an app like um, Google Authenticator or having a text message sent to your phone, what would your preference be? I would use the Authenticator um, or one form of them. There are several of them out there, but I, for instance, I use the Google Authenticator. I find it quite useful. It's good for other accounts as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It goes well beyond your email, obviously. With SMS, sorry, text message authentication, I think there may be one or two security issues with that as well. If you're getting an SMS as a second factor authentication, it's not going to be enough. Those can be exposed and don't believe it's enough. So I would use a, a stronger form than that. Yes, and I think the issue is that people can um, hijack those SMS messages mm-hmm. and and use them to log in. Exactly. And I think there have even been some bank robberies done using that. Exactly. Um, but the authenticators are safer? I find so. With your own email accounts, you've probably got two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you use multiple accounts for different things? Yes. So I actually, 
I think the last time I counted, I have about nine different email addresses, <laughs> so, which it, for most people is not uh, necessary, but it's you want to have uh, one for your general, one for your uh, the less savory stuff that needs to go out there. I need to find a better word than savory here, but it's uh, it's good to have multiple things out there. Well, yes, but you're a researcher, aren't you? So you're probably purposely delving some of the, the horrible parts of the internet, whereas most people hopefully are staying away from the really mm. risky stuff. But but even so, I mean, if if you think about how much uh, spam you end up getting by using your email address out there, I think it's generally good to have something that you use for more formal business than what you use to kind of subscribe to things online. Mm-hmm. And would you bother getting your own domain um, or would you stick to a Google or um, an Outlook.com type account? Ah, uh, well, that's interesting. Like that, that can, comes into what you're after. I do. I mean, I again, being a security researcher and uh, and a bit of a nerd, I have several domains from a long time ago. I even set up a couple for my kids when they were born. So I I would go for a domain, but I don't know if uh, a normal user would need that nowadays. That's going to be an individual choice. I mean, I'm sure you and I could set up our own email servers too, but yep. do, you, do you trust the Microsofts and the Googles enough to, to use one of their hosted services for email? I think both of them are good enough, like in that sense. So, yes, I would trust them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust them also because I know that those are being tested and verified as and aware uh, against threats and so on. So I can kind of make my own choice based on that. Mm-hmm. But those are good. Any risks using email on a phone rather than a laptop or vice versa? Well, if you're using your email on your on your computer, like well, you're going you're to be under different kind of threats depending on what device you're using. There's nothing that kind of pops in my head straight away whether one is kind of more stronger or worse than the other. But there are just different things you would need to kind of be thinking about. Well, let me put it differently. There are different threats that can come to you, <clears> but... I wouldn't say that one is stronger or weaker than the other mm-hmm. in that sense. Is it worth like checking your email settings every so often to make sure that yes, there aren't some strange forwarding rules or similar? Absolutely. You do want to check your settings. You also want to make sure that uh, things might change. Uh, updates come to, like if you're using an external vendor for your email service, things might change. They might have updated some settings and so on, usually for good, but you want to go and t- take a look at it and see what's going on and ensure that things are as you want them to be and as you expect them to be. So it's very important to do that. So what, why would uh, a bad guy sort of mess with these settings? What could they achieve there? If you can put in a forwarding rule to have every one of your emails redirect or certain types of email being redirected. If you have, uh, let's say you go to a website where you're, having your password reset and somebody has gotten in, into your email and has, has allowed that every email from that site to then be redirected to their place. They can use this as a way to get in. In short, if, if somebody has, this, has the ability to kind of do those, you can assume they have access to your full email. So, Do you think there's much benefit in using one of these so-called very secure email services like ProtonMail? Um, it can be. I mean, one of my, one of my accounts is on ProtonMail. Like, and again, I like to kind of t- test out different services. It really comes down to what you're after, depending on your use case, I would say. Yeah, I think with, with ProtonMail, is the benefit there um, encryption rather than stopping people actually breaking into your account? I would say it's encryption. Mm-hmm. 
So at the moment, we've got um, multi-factor authentication to stop people logging in. Mm-hmm. We've got choose a, a service that has some kind of, that's recognized as being decent. And then check your settings as well. Make sure that someone hasn't come in and leaking your email out to themselves. Yes. Anything else that occurs to you? Well, one of the things we got to think about is in the nature of, of with malware and threats and all of that, you want to make sure you have some kind of security solution that is uh, ensuring that you don't get any of it. What you'll find is none of the services out there are perfect. Things do escape through. So having an additional layer of security on top of that, I would say, is, is crucial. Uh, we get too many phishing attacks and malware attacks and, and social engineering attacks coming through email that just having something else on top of that is also something you want to have. What's another service or are you talking about um, changing the default configuration? Uh, this can be it's some kind of security solution. It could be something, it could be like a traditional AV on top of it. It can be uh, there are like several Caspi solutions out there that allow allow you to kind of hook into your uh, into your email to to scan it in addition to what the servers are doing and, and so on. It's something of that nature. What I would do is I would make sure that I have uh, some form of antivirus or or good strong security solution running on my computer just to make sure that uh, that gets blocked. But those things can't reach in to Gmail uh, or or Outlook or those so those like that easily, so I think there's an importance to have something else as well that can be a layer on top of it, because we do see things coming through from there. Could you maybe talk a little bit about um, the kind of configuration options that are available, such as file types that you can set in Office three six five to be blocked, um, and maybe the idea of viewing documents online rather than opening them in Word, where an exploit might kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so setting up setting up the ability to kind of choose which file types can be helpful. Uh, for instance, like right now, if you look at it, I think most of those uh, most of the places don't allow executables anymore to flow through. Uh, I think JavaScripts and zip files, for instance, were were stopped uh, when uh, Locky was spreading. And have you having the ability to kind of go down and say, I don't want any. We'll want those particular files that is a good, is, can be a good thing for you, especially if something new kind of spreads out. Like the benefit of viewing an office document online means that the macros won't be running on your computer. Mm. And within the scope of those macros, that's where you're, you're going to be seeing a lot of the malware, not necessarily all of it, but a lot of the malware will be executed through that. So doing it online, you can kind of quickly see if this is something relevant for me, is this something that I'm expecting to see and it would be a little bit more secure than getting it straight to your computer and running. So it's a little bit like looking at it in a sandbox rather than um, downloading it and running it on your system. Yes. The stuff that I worry most about for with email is is the is the attacks we see. It's the, it's going to be it's the phishing attacks we're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's the social engineering attacks. It's it's the people tricking you into doing things you don't want to do, phishing and, uh, and malware and so on. And I think that's some of the biggest risks I see around email. Like obviously you've got to lock it down and just to make sure nobody gets to it because as you kind of stated earlier, this is what we use, use as one of our key things to identify who we are. It's the beginning. It's often the username for a lot of different services. 
and but I worry about the the attacks that people are getting. There are too many things floating out there that people are being targeted to trick them into doing things they shouldn't and don't want to do. And you see that both for business and for consumer as well. And you can also see like some of these things that are being out there. You can see bomb threats being sent out to people where they're, they're saying effectively that if you don't pay, pay me Bitcoin, I'm going to do something. I'm going to obviously detonate that. Uh, people claiming they have pictures of you in various various uh, compromising situations. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> and again, pay Bitcoin or pay some kind of cryptocurrency if you if you don't uh, if you don't like you know don't want that to happen. And those are kind of the aspects that I tend to worry a lot about on an email. I suppose at the end of the day, email is just a communication tool, but arguably it's one of the least secure available to us now because we're used to chatting on. WhatsApp or Telegram or whatever. Yep. And regardless of various issues with Facebook and so on, they are encrypted, whereas by default, um, emails just aren't, are they? That's true. And I mean, and then there are several places online that are trying to kind of trying to solve that and add in the in the encryption layer. But, and uh, those are definitely something we should be doing. Uh, but I don't think email is going away. It's it's one of those services that. We keep saying everybody's going to move forward to to other form, but I honestly think as long as we, it's still one of the only ways we have for, like, for normal people to talk to businesses and 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 vice versa. You can see Facebook trying to achieve that to some degree, but not everybody's on Facebook. You can all see all the social lending side trying to do that, but still today, email is the main tool for us. To communicate to businesses and from businesses to to us, and I don't see that shifting in the near future. No, and even legal firms who are possibly the slowest types of organisation to adopt technology, um, they have their own even special ways of faxing things. They've just about got their heads around email now. Um, I don't think they're ready to move on to messaging just yet. No, exactly, and uh, it's going to stick around for a while. But hopefully, eventually, we'll get to a place where we'll have something different and more secure. But I think we stuck with email for <laughs> some years more. Please subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, please send a link to just one of your close colleagues. And that's it. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you again soon.